Hey. Hey, what's hey. up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good, dude. How are you? All right, all right. Can you see me? I, I can't see you. I can hear you super oh. good, though. Wait for it. Hey, there he is. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you, man. You too. What's up? Man, not a whole lot. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm actually, I was thinking about this like right before we hopped on, like I'm really enjoying right now. Like I'm getting tons of tons of stuff done. I'm being productive. I'm exercising. I mean, there's literally, I mean, just like staying motivated and having a schedule is really the hardest part. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, this is the first time in 18 years that I haven't had a crazy April and May. Usually it's just, you know, spring show and then every event, every single event in the center. I ain't got nothing. Man, I was trying to explain to somebody like what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, and well, I mean, honestly, it's just such a a big amount of hats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, that you wear. But um, man, that's one thing about that title, which you are just like a technical director by trade now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's like it. you have to do it all. Like yeah. everything. The whole show, lights, audio, well, cues. in charge of it all, right? But I have a team. Mostly. Well, I mean, but you have—I mean, I've been around. You have that knowledge. Oh like, yeah. If you had to, I mean, yeah, you have to delegate everything out or whatever. I guess you're like the government of the show. Yeah, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> but way more efficient. Way more efficient. Yeah. There you go. No, I still do get to teach a couple of classes, but I don't have to teach um, intro or acting. I just do tech theater now. Nice. Focus on those kids specifically. And you guys got to go to the festival this year. I saw you did extremely well, correct? Yeah, yeah. Every year nice. we do the, um, the Arkansas State Festival. Festival. We usually, I mean, we're down to where we host it now every other year in Russellville. So that's a, that's a huge deal. We have... I think we had almost 1,500 in attendance this year. Wow. So that brings in 50 or so different schools that come into our community and use hotels, restaurants, you know, everything. So it's actually a really good thing for us. It's always in February. This year it was at um, Jonesboro at A-State University and the Red Wolf Convention Center. It's the first year we've ever gone to a convention center. And it was their first big convention they just opened like in december so it was it was a learning experience for everybody yeah jonesboro just got hit pretty hard with some uh, tornadoes did. the other day I yeah i did check on all my friends luckily everybody that i everybody that i know um was unscathed by it so that's good for me but yeah i mean tornado downtown dude I can't imagine. That's, that's wild. Well, you remember uh, in Clarksville a few years back over there by the uh, that Dodger Dog store with the chicken and stuff. There oh was a, yeah, a big one that came through there. Which is not downtown, but dang, it's pretty close. Next to El Perion, dude. Everybody goes there. Yeah, I know, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, what, uh, what else is new, man? Have you been, um, have you been doing anything cool in the downtime or do you, did you have anything cool you were doing before the downtime? We were gearing up. This is my oldest daughter's senior year. It's every senior year. Wow. I'm right. She was how old when you were in school? Um, an infant. Do you remember one time Trent Wood was like, I remember like made said something like, I remember you before you were born. Yeah. Like something like totally weird and awkward, but it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like she was an infant when I was right, uh, yeah. in 10th she was, grade. She was born in 2002. So she was small. When'd you graduate? Uh, I graduated in 06. So I had you for the first time in 03 or 04. So she would just be a yeah. baby, baby. Well, yeah. she's a senior now. So, <laughs> so we've been doing, you know, looking for colleges and figuring out, man, it is so different now. When I went to tech back in 1994. Before the was internet like, was invented. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, tuition was like 700 bucks and now it's, Oh it's my. outrageous, man. And Ridiculous. why Why do they need a bailout? They're talking about how tight things are. And I'm like, yeah, things are tight for me, too, because of my student loan debt. That's right. I mean, they're not like, but we, we pay an insane amount because we're going to have it paid off in like another couple of four years. Yeah. But um, man, it is uh, tuition's only gone up since oh. you've been in. And then so since I've more. been in so much more. And she picked a private university, so that's fun. Where's she looking at? In state? Yeah, OBU. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah uh, I've going. had uh, did Jeremy Goodman went there briefly. For real? If if, mem- if my memory served me correctly, he went to OBU and then transferred. I think graduated from Tech in the end, but yeah, he went there for a brief amount of time, and then one of my guys from the gym gra- uh, graduated from there. I know a few of uh, Russellville kids, well, an Alma kid and a couple of Russellville kids that have gone there and really liked it. They've got a really good theater program, which Avery's kind of into theater. Where'd she get that? I mean, of course she's in the theater, right? She had the lead in the musical that hasn't been done yet this semester. Yeah, well, yeah, and not only is she into theater, I've seen um, some of her recitals and... Oh, yeah, choir. That's what she's going to college to do, choral education. I tell Cora all the time, like, I remember, I remember you kind of being, you know, not so into athletics back in the day, which, you know, now I'm the same way. Like, honestly, like we're, we're like family planning mode. And I'm like, yes, my, my child is going to be like Dan Stahl's child. She (laughs) will, she will do these things and not these things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's good to have a plan, but kids are going to do what kids I know man that's what it ultimately comes down to I hope that they go the liberal fine arts route and not the maybe you'll be one of the top five or 11 people and get to play I mean there's something to be said about sports and and being in good physical condition that's a good I mean that's I miss I miss that part about sports but yeah uh, the arts is I don't know it just uses different parts of your brain I think yeah when man that's what you know like for me martial arts is like the ultimate unifier of what we're talking about with the oh it's called arts but it's so physical yeah yeah well and you know like cora when she was in junior high she played basketball yeah 
and this like did not obtain any self-worth through that if anything had her self-worth diminished really and goes on later to become a uh, amateur world champion kickboxer twice she's so awesome she she is man and i just you know i would and I, I guess it's a coach's job, I think, to awaken that in people or, or what have you. But um, that just wasn't awoken in her at the time. Um, and I think that martial arts is just kind of unique. It's an individual thing versus a team thing, too. But it, but you kind of have the team thing. It's kind of like golf, <laughs> but way cooler. Yeah, yeah. Or NASCAR driving. Oh, man. Like I have a a guy that I know I'm friends with that like he gets pumped about the 500 mile race they do. I'm just like, do, do you just watch him drive for 500 miles? It takes like all day, right? Like, oh, and they only turn left. Yeah. Like, oh. Where's the excitement? I Man. guess when somebody crashes, I don't know. Which happens, I guess, like every time. It's wild. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think education is going to be like for high school uh, after this? Yeah, I saw um, I saw a post yesterday that a school Westside, did you see that? Four Westside days. A four day school week. What? I'll have some of that. I'm trying to teach one of those. Uh, well, I'm gonna, that's, I mean, I'm teaching all my five college classes online now. Really? And, yeah. And uh, I'm teaching supposedly face to face next semester. Uh, but I think that after that, it will switch to when I go to, because I'd already made my schedule for next semester and didn't have any online. So I was developing uh, my courses, but now I have them all developed. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think there will really be much time after this kind of initial um, wave uh, where I teach face-to-face very much. Right. No, it's, it's going to take longer than a lot of, I, personally, I think it's going to take longer to recover from this than a lot of people are given credit to. Well, the individual industries and uh, that have been hit with this, mm-hmm. ah, man, that's, that's what all the speculation education, um, if they're going to need a bailout, the housing market, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. uh restaurant industry. Oh yeah. I mean, think about that. Oh, like, all those artists that aren't performing right now or techies that aren't teching right now. Yeah. Do you know Neil Harrington? Huh. He's he runs the art gallery at Tech, but he's a local artist. He's in a local band. Um, but he's a professor and he's been doing commissions. He's like hand these hand drawn commissions. I got one for the new podcast studio he's gonna do. But he's giving half of all of his money for the commissions to local artists who are just yeah that's all they're hit the hardest right now that's good yeah yeah plus it's like man i've got some odd requests on like yeah i need you to draw this thing for me with all of this stuff i love in it i love these 12 things yeah put put them all together but uh man that's like with the podcast studio i got some cool stuff man like check this out there's like an inset bookshelf we built when you first walk into the door and put all my star wars action figures on it nice nice yeah is this at your new gym your new yeah 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 it has a studio entirely separate but it's inside the gym but there's a there's not you can't go from the studio to the gym you have to go outside yeah so it has its own front door access to the studio in and out put soundproofing in Man, it's, I'm going to have to do a little bit of work with that. Um, 
if cl- if peak classes are going on, uh, plus another thing is the floors. Um, I had them stained, but they're concrete. So yeah. I'm going to need to do some acoustic panels and, and some right. different things in there to mitigate that rug. rug. Yeah. 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 But the goal, um, I'm looking at new audio equipment right now. I'm going to uh, get a mixer with an interface and um, start trying to do like one tiny desk concert a month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So like, just basically have some people come in, like maybe maybe yourself, maybe you have you guys come in. You do yeah. a little podcast, talk about your music, and then you play, and you boom. Go. Yeah, everything's oh. kind of just plug and play. Like a little stage kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan's done those a few times, and I, well, uh, some people, they, that's like, that's all they do is these little tiny desk concerts. And um, I do a music unraveled show. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, where we just like listen to albums or review concerts we went to or, um, talk about bands or whatever whatever it is this music uh like ben aiken's gonna come on and we're just gonna talk about his oh, cool. music and listen to some of it live and stuff so he's been on once before but yeah that'd be cool yeah but man that's what's cool about the podcast is kind of spin off uh, all the interest uh just like put whatever my interest is and put unraveled after it it's a spin-off <laughs> show man baloney unraveled <laughs> yeah yeah, so um, Thurman and Julie Storian, they've been collaborating with the podcast quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Thurman. Uh, well, they're going to they're gonna be doing kind of like a spinoff show of their own at the new, new location, like an Arkansas Unraveled. Wow. All Arkansas-specific topics, yeah. Huh, it's like a spinoff of yours then. Basically, yeah, and I'm wanting to do more of that, like make it more of a collective, but just kind of – Upload everything to the central location. I could do theater unraveled, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Education unraveled. Yeah, well, I'd get in trouble. Well, you know, man, I have uh, just because I guess that's the industry I'm in. I sit down with a lot of professors and teachers. That's yeah. kind of who I dig talking to the most. Honestly, I've had a lot of a lot of former professors on the podcast, and so. Got a guy that I'm trying to get that's uh, out of Ohio to come on the podcast. Everybody's a Zoom expert now. We do these video podcasts. It's out of nowhere. Everybody's an expert. You can do them anywhere you want, right? Well, yeah, that's now I can. Well, man, like I know, like I talked to you about doing a podcast a few times, but dude, we're we're both super busy. This yeah. is the ideal way to do it. Oh yeah, for real. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, what's, uh, what's some stuff that, um, that you do, man, like uh, tell people listening, like, like I was kind of joking about a second ago, but like, what all does your job actually entail? What is I'm going to shut up and let you talk for a while on that one. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, it all, it all starts at an event when people rent the building or rent just the theater or the black box theater or whatever at the Center for the Arts in the Russellville High School campus. little plug there. There you um, go. You know, they put down, we need a microphone. Well, then I have to figure out, what do you need a microphone for? Is it a podium mic? Or are you going to walk around? People usually don't think about, you know, I'm renting a building. I know I, I want people to hear me, but then it's my job to figure out, how do you want people to hear you? You want a face mic, lapel mic? stick mic 
you want me to follow you around, you know, whatever. I don't know. So we have to figure out what they want, how they're going to be lit. Nobody thinks about lighting, you know, they think just turn the lights on. That's all I need. Well, it's, there's a little more involved with that because the lights on stage, you know, every one of them have to be pointed at something and you have to put a color in it or have a color behind them, whatever. So just every event has so many variables that I have to figure out what they need. And, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's different event to event because sometimes if it's just like a school assembly, principal needs a microphone, that's it. So I give him a mic. And then we have, um, if we bring in a toured event, you know, where I need stage hands. So I get my kids to come in seven o'clock in the morning and help unload a truck. So these people can do their show on my stage. They've sent me a rider, which means they want this kind of light set up and they want curtains in at a certain spot and, you know, a whole lot of things that we have to do to prep for these events. And it just depends on the event, what they want, how many people are coming, what kind of event it is, that kind of stuff. So you got to be able to do that on the fly, no matter. Well, we try to do as much before as we can. Like when they sign a contract to rent the building, it says, you must contact the technical director at least one week ahead of time so that I can schedule personnel if I need to, or I can work things in my schedule. Like if this event is here and this event is here, I can go ahead and hang some lights here to be ready for this event, that kind of thing. So planning ahead is a big deal for us. Um, and we try to do it as much as possible. But it's different pretty much like every time is what... Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Even when you have these, um, end of the year graduations, like fourth grade graduation or kindergarten graduation, mm-hmm. you know, one principal wants it set up this way and another principal who's coming in the afternoon to do theirs wants it set up a completely different way. So we have to change out while they're exiting the building, change it so we can have the next one load in the building really fast. A do you have an assistant? Do, do, I do I, actually. We hired Jason Han. I don't you. You know Jason Han? I don't know. Um, he's been he, Jason Han's done community theater since 1993, I think he said. I mean, so the, the dude's been around and he knows his theater. He worked at uh, Cal Steel for 18 years. Wow. They're yeah. right next door. Their older location is right next door to the new gym we just bought. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you All know right. we bought a new location? I did. I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen pictures of you loading in and everything. Yeah. Um, so he came in. So I've worked with Jason since I started community theater in 2000. And uh, I, he actually helped me start a business in 2001, 2002. It was called Black Hat Productions. Yeah, that's when you're doing your production Black company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've worked together forever. And then finally, they let me hire an assistant because we, we renovated Gardner Auditorium to be used a little bit. We haven't finished yet. We're kind of pausing right now to see how they want to use it, but he's going to be the main technician at Gardner auditorium and assist me when I, when I need it. So it's a very exciting time for us to have somebody like that. And he came in, he was a draftsman in Cal Steel. So he came in with all of this drafting knowledge. Um, we did a set. I designed the set for a once upon a mattress, which is supposed to be this month. Uh, and he went into AutoCAD put it in AutoCAD and made like a 3D model that we could nice. color on and stuff and light it different. So we could show the director, this is what it's going to look like. And she's like, what? 
Because usually it's just, you know, me hand drawing all of my drafts. And she's like, you didn't tell me there's going to be a step. See this line right here? That was a step. <laughs> I don't know what lines are. So showing her this 3D model was really cool. And I have a student that's trying to print the 3D model. Oh, cool. So we're going, I mean, this is a whole new territory now for building sets. We have an actual plastic 3D model that we can hold in our hands. That's Yeah, that's I'm, amazing. I'm really excited about that, yeah. But Jason's there to help out. He's good with lights. Um, he's learning the systems that we have because, you know, every theater's got different systems. So he's learning everything we've got still, and he's, uh, he's doing real good. I'm real excited about it. Man, how does all these, uh, these things that I'm sure keep you super busy with what you're talking about with events, how mm -hmm. does that differ from when you are working on a show? Well, we, I like to black out or block out three weeks in the theater for the show. So when we're doing this and luckily there aren't a whole lot of events toward the end of March, 1st of April. I mean, there are a few and some of them, like we have a big band event, the 1st of April every year, but once the, the orchestra shell is set up in the theater, they don't really need me anymore. So I can go into my shop, you know, while that's going on and we can build and, and start creating things that, when we do have the space again, three weeks before our show, we can bring all the pieces on the stage and assemble our set like that. And the kids are always designing. They're always working, you know. Uh, we do all the paperwork before, so the kids are working on their designs uh, in class, after school, that kind of stuff. So we don't necessarily have to be in the space to get a lot of the design stuff ready. Are you still directing at all? Or are you just doing TD work? Um, I've directed a few shows at Russellville. I did Boeing, Boeing several years ago. And then uh, most we did um, your good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Saw that. Did that. Avery was in it. Uh, so that was fun. She, what I did when we did it at Clarksville, she was, I think she was five years old or seven. I don't know, she was really young. And she said, dad, I want to do that show someday. So I said, okay, we'll do it. So I, I talked to Stephanie Schulte, our director at, at Russellville and said, I would like to do this show in the fall, you know, not to take away her big musical in the spring. I'll just add the show basically. So I took six kids and my handful of designer, my techies and, uh, and we did it. And then we performed for the state at festival to be adjudicated to go to nationals. So that was fun. So my kids got to perform in front of the entire state of Arkansas thespians one night at festival two years ago. That was a lot of fun. And I'll direct again. I can't remember the other show I did. Man, how many shows have you done? Do you have a tally in your head? Shows I've been involved with. Or shows you directed. How about that? Directed. Uh, no. I mean, I, I did most of my stuff at Clarksville and we did, I taught there for nine years and we did at least three a year, including the drama one play. Sometimes four a year. I don't know. You, 30. you had enough for t-shirts to go all the way around the top of the room. That's right. They went, well, they went all the way. Have you been in there recently? No, not they kept it going. They still have them there. Well, actually, you know, 
they did have me come in and talk um for this thing mr king had me come in and uh i got to hang out and stuff i don't know if it was what the talk they were looking for i was like hey i don't have anything figured out but i'm killing it up here you guys got this <laughs> but um anyway it's uh i got to go back and kind of see everybody had lunch with mr king coach lewis and uh, yeah. I, I gave that talk on the um fine arts center stage oh yeah so it was uh it was kind of cool to be back that was a couple years ago nice yeah i think the last time you were on that stage you were probably in high heels right uh i could no that was the other guy uh, yeah i didn't wear high heels i i wore striped overalls okay? that's right that's no right. and, but i did i had the um the viking helmets right with right. the yeah <laughs> good times that's a good show. My, my dad, yeah, my dad brought that up the other day. Like my parents came and saw that show, and they they loved it. They still talk about <laughs> it. That was a Arkansas playwright, local to Clarksville, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Burley Shook, the guy that that character is based off of. My dad, um, he worked at the same company my dad worked for for years. I didn't know it was a real person. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Burley Shook, dude. He's a real guy. I worked with him, too, during the summers and stuff when I was in high school, and I didn't piece all that together until um, – because, yeah, Rhonda yeah. Shook. Shook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so the real Burley passed away, like, uh, a few years back. Oh, man. Yeah, wow, but, yeah. That's funny. There's some other character in the play that is based on somebody my dad said he knew. Artith? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There was – I mean, the – I don't know if we changed her name when we did it, but there's a character named Ardith who was based on Ardith. Yeah. Man, I want to have uh, Ardith uh, on the podcast. Yeah. That is uh, that is a plan. So uh, I'm going to have, um, I had Aaron Claire on, so I'm going to have David Eshelman on too, just get all you theater people out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're all different. I'll tell you that. I know, right? But uh, that's, man just like to add to the diversity of, of what i'm doing with with the show uh it's it's cool to sit down and talk to all these different people from these different backgrounds yeah <clears throat> so how does what you're doing like you directed for a long time and i know while you were directing you were kind of pretty much technical directing too for the right. most part pretty much doing it all at that time and i guess now you have fewer directing responsibilities but what's some of the main ways that what you did like back when I was knowing you and after too, um, after I graduated and stuff, you worked at Clarksville for a long time. Like what's different about then and now, like directing versus just technical directing? The, the space is completely different. The theater is completely different. Um, there's so much more now that I have to mess with. And we've really upped our game. Um, the things we can do now, I never even dreamed of doing them at Clarksville. So the technical game has really been upped. So uh, is that everywhere? Like is Clarksville and other pro or are other programs doing the same things yeah. you guys are doing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we've got a bigger theater than Clarksville and we have um, like a fly system, which Clarksville doesn't have. Uh, but every, I think every theater has been stepping up a lot, especially with the advent of led lights. It's so much easier and more cost effective to buy led and you can do cooler things with them 
which means it takes more time to program to do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with the technology getting better, the, uh, the time, the amount of time we have to spend using that technology has gone up too. So I can focus just on technical things and let somebody else focus on all the acting things. And when we come together, it's, it's great. It's awesome. Have you seen one of our shows? I haven't seen it. Uh, ooh. Okay. So I saw when Cora did the Faywood show, but that was not. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was, was in a, a like a smaller uh, area. Like I'd been, I'd been in that area. Like I, I want to say I came by to see you at the, uh, at Russellville one time and you like gave me a little tour. I think I was doing observations there when I was in my undergraduate or something. Okay. Yeah. That was our black box theater, which yeah, is that, still that, yeah. Really cool space. I love that space. It is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can do anything, anything you want. Yeah. So why did you, was it just a job being available? Like why'd you make the switch to, from one role to the other? Did you, did you always want to do this? Like what? The, the money. Did it, yeah, did it all for the Benjamins, yo. That's right. No, it was it was a combination of things. They were building a brand new theater, which is when I went to Clarksville, they built the brand new theater. Everywhere I go, they just build me a theater. Which is great. Are they going to build another one? Somebody's asking me, like, what is the new high school? Is the new high school going to have in Clarksville going to have another fine arts building? No, not not from what I've heard. They still are using the the fine arts center up at the junior high i know that's the thing and i mean it would it, you know it would suit well i'm sure with their population as a junior high fine arts center yeah i'm yeah. sure they could utilize well, it it does take a, i mean you could it would be really cool if they could build a smaller theater and put more into the actual workings of the theater but use but do less seats because you know a theater show is not going to sell that theater holds 1500 people well, you're not going to sell 1500 tickets to a theater, <laughs> a play. So if you built a smaller, uh, Jen has been doing really good, a smaller 500 seat theater or something, you know, then uh, you could have your smaller events over there and then all your big whatever's band concerts and stuff in the big theater. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing with Gardner. We're hoping it's going to be used for some smaller events. And RSD owns that property yeah. still. Yeah. 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 That's the adult education building. And the yeah. uh, Meredith, a uh, friend of mine, I believe she runs, um, she works for this nonprofit that is involved with like adult literacy and um, okay. like the that's adult perfect. learning Alliance or something like that. And they're, they're based. They, she does some work out of there. Yeah. So also another guy that's on the podcast, I believe he teaches some classes or something over there. Eli Craner. Do you know him? I don't. So you got Josh Wilson introduced me to him. Josh has been on the podcast several times. Oh yeah. 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 A few times. He dressed up as a Jedi last time he was on. Of course. Wore, Jedi robes. Like he just showed up. I opened <laughs> my front door and he was in Jedi robes, man. <laughs> oh. Well, man, here's a serious one for you. How and why did you get into theater? Okay, so I tell my kids this story. Um, it's it was in I was a speech education major, no speech major, in college, and in one of those classes I had to take a uh, 
like a, what are those classes where you have, you have to do three different things in a semester? A try, what's it called? I had to do three different classes in one semester. And one of those little bricks was um, stagecraft, intro to stagecraft or something, some crazy class. So uh, I went in and one of the assignments was, um, or maybe this was stagecraft one. Anyway, I was in a theater class for some reason. And she said, go measure this piece of wood, cut it and install it here in this whatever we were building. So I went and measured it and I cut it and I took it over and I screwed it in and went, whoa, it fit. It's the first time I'd ever planned, you know what I mean? Cause when you're a kid, you build a fort, you just grab whatever you can and throw it together and hope it sticks. So I measured it and I cut it and I put it in place and went, I can build things. I can create, I can make. And I was, and ever since then, I love building things. Um, I have a hard time designing, uh, which has been more apparent to me in the last few years than ever before. Uh, but once we have a, a good idea of what we want, I like to build it. I like it a lot. And so that's what got me kind of going into theater and then directing. I love directing. I love creating, um, telling a story with words that are provided and then actors as a medium. I just like putting them together and creating a, a story, a visual story, you know? I can't write to save my life, can't draw to save my life, but I can put things together to create. And I love it, I loved it. And then I um, realized I could do it for a living and then I started teaching it and love, oh my goodness, there's nothing better than giving a kid that same light bulb moment as I had, cut this, put it here. And they're like, whoa, I can do something. It's giving them self-worth, you know what I mean? Or making them, on, putting them on stage and because man, you know how it is, acting is rough. You have to put yourself out there. and you, so as a teacher with these kids, you're like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it, do it like this. And you kind of teach them how to do it. And once they do it and make that connection with the other actor, that's a moment. But when they have a connection with the audience, even if it's just their parents and friends or whatever, after the show saying, Whoa, that was so good. You know, and knowing you had a little part in orchestrating it, but letting them kind of not, not take the credit for it, but they were part of it. You know what I mean? It's so, special. yeah. Having that moment where they're like, Whoa, I made something. I'm, I'm valuable to society. I mean, that's a stretch, but that's kind of where it's just, it's a high that never stops unless there's a quarantine. <laughs> For real, man. But even then, I can, I'm encouraging my kids. When, we, when this first started, I emailed all my students and said, uh, I don't care what you do, but create something. Just make something. I don't care what it is. You can make a food sculpture, uh, go outside, build a treehouse, and you know, do whatever. And they're like, can we do Minecraft? Sure, whatever. <laughs> Just go nuts. One kid, two kids actually built the Center for the Arts in Minecraft. Oh, that's cool. And it's freaking incredible what these guys have come up with. 
wish I could show you. It was really, really cool stuff. You know, what buzzed my mind is what I see in here. Well, just the Russellville, but other schools across the nation doing it with robotics. Oh my goodness. Are the, either your kids involved with robotics? They're not. Um, but Chrissy, the, uh, our director at the center for the arts, one of her kids is it's crazy what these kids can do. Man. My niece is doing it. Yep. My we niece. have several kids from the gym that do it and we like yeah. always try and sponsor their, their team. Cause I think it's cool as hell, man. Yeah. And they're so good at it. I mean, they're going to nationals and stuff with it. They are, they are. Yeah. Little kids got it going on and they're cool what they can do like the robots programmed and I, yeah, I think it's cool. It's like, it's like a me playing with Legos when I was a kid, except they would just sit there. I almost have every Harry Potter Lego set. Oh, that's a financial investment right there. I th- I, yeah. Cora and her mom teamed up and got me apparently, I don't know if I'm supposed to know this and be saying it on the air like this, but the Hogwarts castles, like my, my day. Oh, my. Your birthday's coming up, isn't it? It is, man. Um, which wait, did yours just happen? No, it's, right, it's April. Is this in April, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the twenty first, third, twenty third. Mine's the twentieth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, same. I always tell people this: couple of jury ones, same as Hitler's birthday, same as the Columbine massacre. Oh, mine's a uh, Shakespeare's birthday and Death Day. Hey, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, man, there's a, a lot of uh, friends of mine have April birthdays. My buddy Mike Page, he just had his on the 12th. My grandma, uh, hers was on the 12th. So, yeah. yeah. Right on. Well, man, what is, uh, what's your favorite show you've ever been involved with on any level, whether it was directing or just like being, just being involved with? Probably Charlie Brown, the most recent Charlie Brown we did. This is the third time I've done Charlie Brown. Um, because Avery was in it and yeah. got the director and those kids are all in every one of the kids that were in the cat. Well, they're only six, but all six kids were in all region choir or all state, maybe all region for sure. Anyway. So when and we started early, we started in the summer because it was going to be an early fall show. And uh, they came over to the house actually and did a sing through a read through and they'd all been practicing, which I didn't know, which was awesome. So when that first song started, I mean, they're all hitting their harmonies and they're all singing and it just sounds amazing. And I go, Ooh, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> I've never done it when everybody's a, you know, a really good singer. You, Cause that's hard to do. It's hard to get good singers and actors. Usually, you know, they're a good singer, but they're a little weak acting or they're a good actor, but they're really weak singing. Um, for example, when we did at Clarksville for the first time, I think Evan was in it. Remember Evan? Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't sing. He's a good actor though. Well, so was Tim. Remember Tim? Yeah. Tim Tim Peterson. Yeah. He was good. Thanks for nothing, Tim. Um, Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Slimo. I I try to tell my kids about Slimo. They don't get it. Oh, dude. You know, Luke drops by and trains with me um, whenever he's in town. It's been probably a year since I've seen him, but man, I really, I really love getting to catch up with him. Yeah. Him and Sarah are good people. If they see this, I'm giving them a shout out right now. What's up, Luke and Sarah? I'm sure they'll watch it. Well, next time they come in, we all need to get together. That'd be great, man. Um, 
I, I think I usually try, I usually try and tip you off on like, um, important people that we've had shared guys. I remember when Josh moved back, I was sitting down to yeah. have lunch with him and I'm like, dude, I'm eating lunch with Josh Wilson <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, um, man, it is, it is great getting to catch up with people. And, um, that's why I like, uh, I mean, I do sit down at the podcast, with a lot of people, uh, here at the table, but these, uh, distance casts, it's allowing me to check a lot of people off the list that, Man, yeah. it's just just schedules and lining out. Cause man, in the evenings when a lot of people are freed up, that's when I'm at the gym, right? Uh, you know, teaching chokes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on, man. Well, it's been great talking to you, Stall. Um, yeah. Anything, uh, anything you want to plug? Do you? I guess you, everything's uncertain, and you don't have any shows to promote. That's right. Just when when we get on the other side, everybody needs to get out and get into the arts support the arts support the arts because those it's hard for us creative type people you know to not create we want to share with the world and right now we can't except for digital and that's that's not how we're wired (laughs) it is it's a different it's a different kind of energy it's like like I, I've noticed that. Like when I saw you on the podcast today, I was like, "Oh, it's Stall. I see him." Ha! Huh? Like, but it's 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 a little different. If I were to see you in person, I would. Right. I feel like I would light up a little bit more. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's that's it's, definitely yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. So, well, man, it has been great catching up with you. I appreciate you taking the the time out of your quarantine schedule. <laughs> I've been so swamped. I know, man. I've been staying super, super busy, isn't it? Isn't it funny how we work with time like that though? Like there's been several times I'm like stressed out about having so much stuff to do and I'm not working either one of my jobs. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. Like every day is a Saturday. I don't know what to do. I keep thinking, well, work's Monday, but it never comes. (laughs) I've just tried to say not idle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the best. I think the best I can do, but anyway, well man i hope i talk to you soon it's uh you know stay in touch it's always great catching up yeah i will stay safe all right man we'll talk to you later all right see you buddy see you